This is Grilled by the Staff Canteen. My name is Cara and I'm the editor for the Staff Canteen. And in this episode, which is sponsored by Westlands, our writer Tani chats to Mark Donald from number one at the Balmoral. His career has seen him work with Andrew Fairley, René Rizepi and Claude Bozzi. Mark talks to us about goals he set himself as a chef, advice he would give young chefs and fly symmetry. I'll let him explain. So today we're talking about all of the things that made you the chef that you are today, your influences, your mentors, in the hope of sort of giving our audience an insight into how to become a great chef like yourself. So my first question would be, what made you decide to become a chef? Um, I was always interested in cooking, but not not sort of the romantic way, cooking with your gran, making fairy cakes or anything. Um, I started washing dishes when I was 16 in a local pub uh, and when all the chefs went out back to have a cigarette I would tell them that a check had come on and eventually I just stopped calling them in and started uh, started cooking it myself um, and I got into cooking that way. What advice would you give to yourself if you were starting as a commie again? That's a tough question. I would probably tell myself to go to bed earlier sometimes. <laughs> Some nights that I uh, stayed out too late. Um, keep keep my mouth shut sometimes when when I was a young when I was a young chef. It's probably a bit outspoken when I was a younger chef. Mm-hmm. But um, I think that was just the kid in me. So did you have any set goals when you started off, and how many of them have you achieved? If so, one of my earliest goals was to stage to stage in a, a Michelin star restaurant. Um, I remember not being in cooking long, and I heard about El Bulli, um and I heard about internships and stages and all these amazing places. This was before before the internet was. You could see everything on the internet in the palm of your hand. You know, you had to do a bit of research. So one of my goals was to to, to stage in a Michelin star restaurant, um, and I did that at Andrew Fairley Restaurant. Yeah, that was probably the earliest goal, um, just just to expose myself to to a different uh, way of cooking and sort of high end. Uh, later goals, uh, yeah, it was just it was just to keep progressing really. Um, I wanted to work somewhere on the San Pellegrino list, so I think Noma was number nine when I applied, um, and then it was three when I eventually got my stage there. And then they got to number one while I was doing my stage there, um, and it, it wasn't really it, just just so I could work on the, somewhere on the list. It was just obviously these restaurants were being highlighted for a reason, so I just wanted yeah. to pick one that appealed to me, um, and it was Noma at the time. And of all the great chefs that you've worked for, well, which of them would you aspire to be, and why? That's a tough question. That's like asking. <laughs> my favorite, it my could be several, movie. to be fair. Yeah, several. I mean, yeah. I think uh, working for Andrew Fairley, obviously his temperament in the kitchen was unmatched. Yeah. Um, I think he was a bit of a, a unicorn in the kitchen. Um, was militant, but very quiet and calm and calculated and coordinated. Um, <clears throat> and at that level of pressure I, I find it very hard to relate to sometimes um, especially when he's two Michelin stars um, 
So yeah, temperament-wise, Andrew, I don't know, inspiration, inspiration-wise, and creativity. There's obviously obviously Rennie Redzepi's yeah. that chef that I've I've worked under and been mentored by. I think he's unmatched with his his genius. Um, I think he's got a brilliant mind. Flair, I would say Claude Bossy for such a big guy. He's got so much finesse. Um, and yeah, he's got an amazing character. And as long as you don't cross him, obviously. <laughs> so, do you remember what the first dish you ever put on a menu was? Um, yeah, I do actually. It was in a pub in Glasgow. Yeah. Um, How did it feel to achieve that? Yeah, it was good. It was good. It was just a, it was a special, um, and it was it was literally it was a, a dish called Fly Cemetery, which was from my grand's cookbook, which is basically just. Um, Raisins and currants stewed with loads of spices in between um, short crust pastry, and it resembles flies in a cemetery. Mm-hmm. Um, but and it was served with custard or something. But yeah, it, it was a great feeling. You know, you sort of take take ownership of it more, and you're more invested in in what's going on the plate, and you, I think you care a bit more when, as soon as you get something on the menu. And so now, in the position that you're in, um, you obviously work with a lot of equipment on a daily basis. But could you name up to three items that you could not live without and explain why my spoon or <laughs> a spoon yeah. um, I taste everything before it yeah. gets uh, packed away or vacked away um, or before it goes um, Vitamix uh, I think they're far superior to thermal mixes um, they get everything really smooth and yeah I mean I've got I've got an electronic pasta machine now which I've never ever had Everything's been done by hand um, up until now, and it's twice as big as all the other ones I've used. And it's uh, yeah, I feel a bit spoiled with that right now. It saves a lot of time. <laughs> so, if you had to give one piece of advice to a young aspiring chef, what would that be? Keep your head down, keep your mouth shut, unless you're asking, <laughs> unless you're asking a good question. Um, but all, yeah, keep your mouth shut, but always ask questions. I don't think. Uh, I don't think it's bad to ever ask too many questions and take take notes. Don't lose your books. Um, there's so so many of my like chefs and peers that I've worked with throughout kitchens, like they message me saying, "Do you know what that recipe for that salsa verde we did?" Or, you know, "Do you have the the parmesan espuma recipe that we did like ten years ago?" Um, you know, and you you want to help them, but. You can't. I don't like. I don't know where some of my recipes are either. I mean, I don't know where most of them are. They're jotted down. But uh, when you leave somewhere, document everything properly and back it up. That's that's probably my best advice. I actually sent someone a recipe last night. What was the uh, What was the recipe? It was uh, it was a Gujar recipe from Andrew Fairley's from uh, for a guy called Tom. Pretty terrible at keeping his recipes. So <laughs> listen, that was great. Very inspirational. So thank you very much for taking the time up. That's all right. Cheers. Okay, thanks. We hope you enjoyed this interview, and if you have any comments, feel free to tweet us or comment on the post. Uh, We're making all of our interviews available to download. And finally, if you like what we do, whether it's our podcast or our videos or even our features, please head over to our Patreon page and support us there.